All right, welcome to Banter and Bliss, the podcast where we try to take marriage seriously, but not too much. I'm Scott. <laughs> I'm Sarah. And we are the suitors, and we are married. Yes, we are. Each podcast, we try to talk about what we are doing to put our spouse's needs before our own while having fun. Right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, good, good, good. Um, so each week, we want to start with our date night review. So a little bit of background, quickly. Um, we've done a date night every week of our marriage, which has been exciting. So each week, we like to review what we did that week. Uh, would you like to tell them what we did tonight? Well, it was a little bit shorter than usual. Um my parents usually both come and watch the kids, but tonight mom was sick, so just dad came and watched all four kids. So we actually went to a park. We pulled into the parking lot, and Scott was like, dude, nobody wanted to come to the park? Wonder just, why there's no one here. There's an empty park. <laughs> Empty parking lot. <laughs> and for the record, right now, I'm, this will probably like air in like a couple weeks, but it was, I think, 16 degrees, feels like four degrees. Wind chill of negative three. It was like, I think it was like four or three, three or four degrees. Yeah. So, empty park. We had the whole park to ourselves. Yeah, it was a gorgeous great. sunset. I thought it was French beautiful. Park. Little yes. endorsement there here in Cincinnati. It's, uh, it's wonderful. Um, usually it's packed out, but tonight, at golden you know, hour, there golden was hour, nobody, nobody there. Was there so. Just us. Yeah, so we we did our date night photo there. Um, we we you know we continue to have more and more to talk about every week. So the last couple of weeks have been a lot of just you know chatting and and uh, contemplating, you know the our future and and uh, yeah. You so know, we just went to dinner and sat and chatted and then came home. Yeah. Well, because all the kids were here with, with Papa by That's himself. Right. That's right. So we came home. Um, Sarah let me go work out. She got the kids in bed. I came home, and here we are. So uh, each week we also like to talk about our love languages a little bit. So as a quick reminder, mine are physical touch and gifts, and Sarah's are? Quality time and acts of service. Wow. Quality time and acts gonna, of service. I couldn't think for a moment. I'm like, what What are mine? That's wow. right. That's right. Um, so each week we like to review kind of what the other person did um, to kind of appeal to our uh to our love languages. So, um, again, for me, it's as simple, kind of the physical touch piece is as simple as, you know, just kind of back rubs as we're going to bed. Sarah, Sarah will oftentimes like, sorry, not oftentimes every night, Sarah journals, um, and reads her Bible. And, uh, I, I typically read mine in the morning. I try to shy away from using the word always cause you know, I don't want to set myself up for you know judgment one day. Um, but, uh, I try to do my quiet time in the morning. Um, but at night when Sarah's doing her quiet time, I'll usually kind of lay next to her and she'll just kind of, you know, rub my back or, you know, whatever. So I always really appreciate that. So I appreciate you did that a couple times this week. So thank you. Of course. You. Of course. And I'm thinking which way I want to go quality time or access service this week. But there were several times where I like came downstairs and Scott had either cleaned it himself or rallied the troops <laughs> to like clean up for me. I come downstairs and I'm like, wow, the kitchen's clean. Wow, you know, the different rooms are clean. And I always very much appreciate that. Yeah, so, so Zion's been sick for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And so Saturday... We didn't get to take him to basketball practice. Um, so Saturday we did a lot of cleaning. Yes. And a lot of working on the podcast and we doing did. that kind of stuff. We launched our official Instagram on Saturday, I believe. Yeah. Yes. So yes. go us. Well, go Sarah because she's <laughs> no. the, the, the whole thing there. No, no, um, no, no. 
but anyway, so we, we did a lot of, had a lot of quality time that day as well working mm-hmm. on a podcast. So yeah, definitely cool. Um, all right. So our weekly topic this week, uh, listening versus fixing. So one of the things that we try to, that we try to just do also with, with each of these is just kind of touch on something that uh, we think probably, um, is a little bit of a, at least some, somewhat of a conversational topic within other marriages. So, um, you know, the whole listening versus fixing piece, you know, I want to preface this by saying, and if you're a guy out there or a husband out there, please don't take this the wrong way. I'm one too. So I'm in your, you know, your community. Um, we're not bright. <laughs> Full stop. You know, we, we are, we're simple creatures. And oftentimes that manifests itself as being um, aloof and kind of thinking that, you know, there's only one way and it's to move straight through the brick wall. Um, so listening versus fixing, this concept is something that I'm sure has been around since the beginning of time <laughs> when the first problems that a wife brought to her husband were, were first communicated. Um, so we had a conversation about this a couple, couple months ago where I, I did my best to explain to Sarah why I think listening versus fixing is a difficult concept for husbands and wives. And my explanation, and, and feel free to comment and let me know how you feel about this, and you feel free to comment and let me know how you feel about this. My explanation was this. If I have a problem, that problem weighs on me until I fix it. That's just how most, I think most men are programmed. If we have an issue or a no problem... <laughs> right. don't, don't look at me. I don't know. <laughs> this, is, this is breaking news for Sarah, by the way. Um, I think most men, I think that's why a lot of men can be confrontational. Um, and sometimes, yeah, sometimes it doesn't come out the best way. Um, but I think most men are, are typically, if they face a problem, they want to fix it. And then the burden kind of lifts, right? We Believe it or not, we carry a lot of things around with us. If a guy's ever like, <laughs> like removed or quiet, he's probably thinking about some sort of problem that he's trying to fix. So... This concept of listening and not trying to fix, I tried to explain to her why I, and again, I'm not a, believe it or not, I'm not a PhD in this arena. I tried to explain to her why I think, at least for me, that is a difficult concept to just listen. And this is, I think, what what we netted out at. (laughs) When Sarah brings me a problem. Very often. My interpretation of that is that she wants me to share in that burden with her. And so for me to listen and to truly engage and to do so, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? To do so like with like genuinely, to genuinely listen to the problem and absorb it. I'm going to take that burden on. I'm going to feel that burden and I'm going to want to get rid of that burden. Because when I feel problem burden, I try to fix it yes. and I do whatever I can to fix it. So... The second piece to this is then when Sarah brings me a problem, and it's not a problem that either can be fixed or she wants to fix, meaning like a problem that she doesn't truly need an answer or a solution for, in her mind anyways, (laughs) is that now I've got two problems that need to be fixed. I've got the actual problem, and then I have the second problem of my wife is going to keep bringing me this problem. And now I have to find a solution for that problem, right? So the listening versus fixing. And let me clarify. I'm saying this with the most, I think, like... Oh, yes. The, the most most severe level of recognition that, like, 
I'm not calling my wife a problem. I promise <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, okay, let, let's use an example. Like, uh, Sayla, how about that? Like, I, right? right? Right. So, an example of this scenario, this situation is Sarah will tell me how exhausted she is every morning because the baby kept her up. I get about four or five hours of sleep, like actual sleep a night. Right. So, she doesn't get much sleep at night. And a lot of nights, I don't get tons of sleep either. Not. <laughs> Nearly as little as Sarah gets, but there are nights that you I don't, don't have a baby sleep. wanting to nurse all night. That's right. That's right. So she'll tell me how tired she is. And I'll give her 45 brilliant <laughs> solutions to solve this problem. Um, obviously, I recognize that any of those, rec- you know, any of those recommendations, you know, May or may not be actually possible, um, <laughs> but for me, for my wife to be exhausted all the time is a problem for me. So I got to find a solution for it because that's how I'm programmed. Yes, it's also a problem for me that she tells me how tired she is and also positions <laughs> it as like any exhaustion you feel is illegitimate compared to what I feel. <laughs> Which, frankly, that I can really I. I'm not, I'm not, um, I don't care to lose that battle. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not upset that Sarah's more tired than me. I don't, it's not a, it's not a, um, competition to me. Who's more tired? Um, what I typically, what will happen is I'll fall asleep at 8 8 p.m. And Sarah will be like, hope you got a lot of sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What are you exhausted about? You went to bed at 8 p.m. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I will go to bed. I'll try to go to bed at 8.30 or 9. I can't, like, my brain doesn't shut off. After, you know, a decade of editing late into the night, my brain will not shut off before, like, 11-ish p.m. Like, I can go there and lay down. And my brain just stays awake. Like, it keeps talking to itself. <laughs> and I'm like, I just want to sleep. Like, my body's tired, but my brain's just, like, chattering away. Right, so by the time you finally fall asleep, Sayla wakes yeah, up. Yeah, by the time I actually fall asleep, then Sayla wakes up for the first time. Because she's been asleep since, you know, 7.30. Right. And then she's like, oh, you know, and she stands there screaming in her crib. And I'm like, okay, well. Right, so scream, the recommendation I, I would make is letter. Yeah. Go in there and, and lay her down and make her, you know, go back to bed. The thing is, she's very attached to me. When Scott goes in there, he's like, shh, lay down. And she does. For me, she just cranks it up a notch. Well, she she loves me more. <gasps> <laughs> Not true, by the way. Not even remotely true. Um, Sayla's got eyes for mom and about nobody else. Um, she's attached to daddy just in a different way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have a good little thing going, her and I. Yeah. yeah, we get along. Um, but, <laughs> good grief. Um, yes, Sarah Stanley Club. Cut, wow. Yeah, Club. Sarah Stanley Club just about went through the floor in our room just now. The 32-pound... I don't think the camera can see it. Because <laughs> yeah, right. it That's a topic floor. for another podcast, is the Stanley Cups. Um, oh, my goodness. But, um, yeah, anyway. So, when I go in there, and I lay her down, and I tell her, shush, shush. That's usually what I say. Shush. Yeah, I do that, and she like just like screeches like right. so, so like point, a ring wraith from the the North point Earth. here really is though that like I've established with her that that means you're done. I'm out. Go to bed. Sarah, on the other hand, does it two or three times. She doesn't go to sleep, and then Sarah will. You well, know, I just feel bad for the rest of the house hearing her screaming, and, again, and that, she that wakes is everybody up. What do we say tonight? We basically said like 
Ford, our oldest, was also not a great sleeper. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't as bad because we didn't have three other kids. Yeah, it was just him. So if he screamed, it was just us being awake. But yeah, right. now we have now Flynn. Now it's just you. <laughs> <laughs> now we have Flynn sharing a room with Sayla. And when Flynn doesn't get enough sleep. Yeah, watch out. Whew. When, when so. Flynn's tired and exhausted and firing on all cylinders, it's... Uh, yeah, it's a force. Be, it's a tsunami. It's a force to be reckoned with. So, Coming in hot, we like to say. So I just yeah. take the, the. Uh, That's right. What is it? The burden. Right. It's a so, great forty-five minutes of sleep I get per night. I got a whole forty-five <laughs> minutes. That's right. And built that rocking horse. <laughs> so listening versus fixing. Okay. This sorry. is one of the reasons I why I think off. men struggle to just listen is because we like to solve problems, and unfortunately, ladies, when you bring us your problem, we adopt it. But then you also create the second problem of us having to listen to your problem over and over again. <laughs> Which, again, we love you. It's not a matter of if we love you or not. If we didn't love you, then it wouldn't be a problem that you complained. We would just t- tune you out. I feel like we just need to, like, vocalize it, though. I, f- I feel like there's something in us where we're like, we don't actually want you to fix it. We just want you to know that this is what's going on. Right. I don't know if it's to, like, make it so, like, when we, like... It's like me saying, I just want to eat that cake. I don't want to gain the weight. <laughs> Right? Like, that's what that's like. I just I just want to eat all that chicken, you know, fried chicken. I just, I don't want the weight. It's like, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it's not how it works, right? Like, I know, I, but that's just, I think in our minds, it's like, we just kind of want to, like, tell you. It's like, don't don't fix anything, but here's, here's the situation. Yeah. Especially, like, when it's, like, drama. Oh, my gosh. Like, poor Scott has to listen to that stuff. Right. Let's not, let's not go there just yet. <laughs> All right, so that was our weekly topic of listening versus fixing. So we also like to, the name of the podcast is Banter and Bliss, so we like to talk about some of the banter that we had, knowing that there's so much bliss in this relationship, we don't necessarily have to talk about it. <laughs> so what we wear is the first topic. So how we dress, basically. Um, so Scott likes to dress casually, and Sarah likes to dress... Like a princess. Not casually. Okay, I either have two modes. The neighbors, <laughs> <laughs> The neighbors see the, like... Comfy Sarah. I literally will be out in the yard in my robe. Yeah, grounding. Right. Gra- oh, jeez. <laughs> out in my robe. I'm usually in, like, leggings and a tank top and barefoot. Always barefoot. Um, or I'm in some sort of frills and high heels. There's, right. like, no in between. I will... It's a very rare occasion you'll see me in jeans. I actually wore jeans on Saturday, though. Yeah. Yeah, I love when you, when you dress kind of like... When you dress kind of like in the middle. Yeah. I'm always like, wow, you look great. And you're like, you never tell me that on date night. That's like, not true. That's not true. Okay. It's not true that I never tell her that. And it's also not true that she doesn't She doesn't give me tons of grief about it. But because of how rare you dress in just like... Casual. Yeah, like a like a business uh, sweatsuit or whatever. You have the sweatsuit that you got, I think, through like a partnership or something. Or maybe you just bought it. I don't I know. I can't remember. You wore it to, I think, their basketball thing the other night. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a... And I was like, wow, I love, I love the way you look in that. Thanks. Um... So I like to just dress comfortably, right? So all day at work, you know, we kind of have like a business casual type of approach. And, um, you know, I love athleisure clothing. So I have a lot of like, you know, guys out there think, you know, not a manly man to say this, whatever. I don't care. They're comfortable. Lululemon's like dress slacks, their athletic pants, excuse me, their, their athleisure pants um, are the most comfortable like yeah, business listen, casual got pants. Several of the pastors at our church, including the head pastor to start wearing them. So Right. You're welcome. If you're watching this, <laughs> I'm joking. Please don't kick us out. Um, 
That's right. So no, I, they look like dress pants. They I think I, I like got I got one of the pastors a pair of pants for his birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and they're super comfortable. They're yep. they're they they're great. They're super comfortable. Um, so I, I wear I usually I'll typically wear those or a pair of comfortable jeans to work mm-hmm. with like a sweater or a polo shirt or a button down or something along those lines. So when we go out on date night, usually I'll ask Sarah like, "Do I have to dress up for this? Like, do I have to dress nicely?" Um, and so it's nice sometimes we take our date night photo early. <laughs> and then we go do something and I can wear like, you know, I can wear like whatever I want. Um, but I, I, there's a couple of funny things that happened early in our relationship, frankly, early in my life that, that, you know, I'm kind of still cashing or still, what is it? What is, what's the phrase I say? Sarah writes checks that I have to cash. I'm still cashing these checks that I wrote, you know, early in my, early in my life. <laughs> One of which was I dress like a slob at church for about a year and a half before Sarah and I started dating, I, I think. I fixed it. And she did a good job of kind of like, I think, like reeling me in and, you know, formalizing me a little bit. I think Bible college probably played a role in that too. Probably. Um, but one night we had this really, we had this special Christmas service every year at church and I wore shorts to you it. wore shorts. I wore it shorts was to it. freezing cold, first of all. He would get on me for wearing, you know, the inappropriate i still do like, that by the way i still give you a hard time <laughs> like oh you're in shorts and a tank top and it's two degrees i'm like yeah, right. Mm. Right. he he does it too but he wore shorts and was it just like a t-shirt no i think i wore like a, a like a polo shirt or something but still like shorts to church come on <laughs> for like a very formal event i was just like oh my word yeah right it was like this was like very early on in our yeah, right. Relationship. Right. So I wasn't sure how to like approach this, but how would you say you handled that? Not well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be fair. We weren't married yet, too. So there's other like, you know, kinds yeah, right, of tension right, already right, there, right, too. Right. And you were about to head off to college. That's true. To That's Wisconsin. True. You're leaving me. That's true. So I was already not happy that. So that was the first that. check. The second check is that I remember as like an early, uh, not early, but like as like a 12th grader, 11th grader, 12th grader, um, like really loving when I saw girls wear dresses. Because like at public school, girls didn't wear tons of dresses. And if I went to public school with you, I'm really sorry if that offends you. Or if you're like, I wear dresses all the time. like, I'm really sorry if I'm saying something that you're offended by. But I remember thinking like, man, I wish... I wish I could date a girl who would wear like sundresses or who would wear dresses. <laughs> you never more. told me that. Surprise, yeah. <laughs> so this is check number two that I've been cashing since we got married, which is great because I love I love like that she dresses uniquely. That people compliment her every time we go out. She'll ask me like most of the time anyway. She'll ask me like, "What do you think of my dress?" And I'm like, "Oh, I like it. It's not my direct cup of tea or whatever." And then inevitably she'll get like 15 compliments on it. Like everywhere we go, multiple girls will be like, "I love your dress." And I'm like, me too. Uh, um, all right, cool. Anything else on that topic? What we wear? Um, no, no, not so much. So. Okay. Uh, so our sec- second topic of banter: When Sarah asks me if I want her to go pick up pizza or if I want to. So when she asks me, "Hey, do you want to go get the pizza or do you want me to go?" Um, wait, wait, wait. Rewind. Yeah. So every week. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Every week on Thursday. We have a family movie night, pizza and movie night. And in the summer, it turns into like pizza and park night, but right now it's freezing. So one of us has to go pick up the pizza usually. We don't deliver it. So go ahead. Yeah, every Thursday, usually. So I work from home Tuesday, Thursday. <laughs> um, and every Thursday, 
if I have calls kind of like late into the afternoon or whatever, um, you know, we'll try to order the pizza as close to like 4.30 as we can so we can go pick it up right when I'm done at 5. Um, but basically, Sarah sometimes will, like I'll come downstairs and keep in mind, I can hear usually about 60% of like the chaos that's going on downstairs when I'm up here working. Um, so I'll go downstairs and, uh, and I'll usually say like, Hey, what's the deal with the pizza or whatever? And Sarah will give me this. She'll, she'll do this to me. Do you want me to go pick up the pizza or do you want to? And I'll be like, Oh, why don't you go get it this way? <laughs> I'll be like, do you want to take any of the kids? No. Yeah, right. Usually, uh, it's fine. You, I, and you know what? I will just crank up whatever song I want to listen to. Little Carrie Underwood. Just jam to it. That's yeah, right. the yeah. most random stuff, like my 2007 playlist That's or something. Right. Um, That's how old I am. Yeah. So, anyways, usually I can tell if it's like one of those. Yeah, you better go get the pizza. Kind of, kind of nights. Um, listen, by Thursday, I don't know what it is, but it's like we are kind of yeah. ready for the weekend. I think. Which yeah. is just more chaos, though. So, yeah, which but at is least you're we're partnership with the, <laughs> the chaos. You're that's not right. like at work. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. So it's it's you know it's nice that I'm already at home. You know, I have about a 20 minute commute. So if I'm already at home, then I can literally like jump out of my meeting and come straight downstairs, yeah. which is great. Um, all right. So lastly, for banter here, medicine versus oils is the last topic. <laughs> So Sarah or like is really... just holistic stuff in general. Gen- All right, yeah, okay, fine. General. Holistic, holistic healing, whatever voodoo we want to call it. Um, so again, Sarah is what you would call a crunchy mom, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm proud what you to be. Would, and I'm what you would call the opposite of crunchy dad. You're getting there because you start asking for things like. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And our kids are like, Mom, can you give me a detox? Bag? I did bring home Oreos the other night. Yeah. Yeah, I brought heck? home some Oreos. Okay. Scott had the flu last year, or whatever, two, in 2022. I keep yeah, saying right. last year, but last year is 2023. December of 2022. Yes. And I was doing all this stuff to like help him, and then he just kind of like plateaued for a while. And I was like, what the heck's going on? Like, the kids got better way faster with the flu than Scott. Come to find out. It was popping ibuprofen. I was like, whoa. You're like... Yeah, right. The the death trap that is ibuprofen. <laughs> that is so terrible for you. And it wasn't... Oh, my gosh. I was like... I am shocked my liver survived that whole <laughs> three ibuprofen. I and took. probably some NyQuil mixed in there, too. I don't know. When I see the stuff, I try to like... I usually hide it in my car. Like yes. And then I'm like driving. Like... I'll realize there's like a bottle of ibuprofen in his car. You're lucky yeah. I have not thrown it the away. The nighttime yet. kind that makes you drowsy also. Oh my what is that? Is that a thing? Yeah, what do you think NyQuil is? Oh. Yeah, that's why like some of the bottles say non drowsy on them. Because they don't make you drowsy. Wait, of ibuprofen? Like yeah, like the ibuprofen that I have in my car is like is like NyQuil ibuprofen or whatever. Oh my it's like night night sorry, I'm not a pharmacist, but it's like nighttime ibuprofen. It's meant to like incur like like Encourage you. Do you to know how sleep. bad that stuff is for you? Anyways, great. so we <laughs> it is a never ending thing. But I feel like you've come. You're coming along to the crunchy right, side. So drinking the the apple, apple cider vinegar with me, and you yeah. Know, so so let's fast magnesium. forward a year. Yeah, fast we forward. got the flu this year. Mm-hmm. How fast did you get better after I gave you all the natural stuff? I literally was in agony for about 18 hours, and then got better. There you go. So the trade off is. 
extreme pain for 18 hours or like uh, discomfort and pain for about like three or four days. You were like on it's your death. You were like on your deathbed at one point in there. Practically, you were like 103 fever last year. Was I? You? Were- I can't remember. My my memory is like yeah. Yeah, Listen, the terrible. flu this round was much easier to tackle than. Yeah, we 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 were down for the count this year, but it it, it did come and go a lot quicker. Um, you know, Sarah swears by Osculococcum or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm not gonna. She's not even gonna try. I'm it not even gonna attempt it on here. I can say it when I'm not like under pressure here. Yeah. Right. Um, anyway, so I one of the things I always like to say to Sarah is like, "What oil is gonna make me taller?" <laughs> That's the oil. What what oil makes me more handsome? Those are the oils I want to take. Um, so that's you know, I like to give give her a little bit of grief. But every once in a while, if I'm like extreme headache, if it's not like an actual sickness, I'm just like, just like wrecked. I do take ibuprofen oh, because my head is killing me or something along those. Got to tell me because so. I got all the I got all the voodoo if it's like or 10, whatever. If it's like 10 a.m. and I'm at the office, I can't have you bring. I will. Me, I will bring it up for you. Know, you. Lavender and lemon juice or look, whatever. Look at you. You you know what you need. Nailed it. <laughs> nice. All right. So that was our that was our banter for this week. Um, all right, lightning round. So get to know you questions that we recommend you ask your spouse. Go for it. Uh, so the first one is, do you prefer phys- a physical gift or an experience for like birthdays or Christmas for somebody to give you? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Experience. All- always. Yeah. Or a gift card so that I can have another experience. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I prefer gift, but inevitably... I'm always, like, super happy about the experience. Yeah. Like, we went to Nate, Nate Bargatze this week. He's um, a comedian. She, you know, she got tickets for Christmas, and it's always kind of like, okay, well, I guess it'll be fun, you know, four <laughs> weeks from now. And sure enough, it was awesome four weeks later. So The um, gift, like, it extends Christmas. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, anyways, gift or experience. All right. So, this is relevant to an earlier topic, but dress-up date or casual date? What do you prefer? Dress up always. I love to always. Always. Let me let, let's for for this conversation since we already talked about it. Let's do it this way. Like like formal, like expensive date or or like more kind of like middle of the pack date. I love the formal dates because it's like I don't know. I love getting dressed up, going usually somewhere downtown, right? Yeah. Valet park the car. You know, you kind of feel like you're like celebrities for a night. I don't know. Yeah. Scott. <laughs> then, and then you get home to your kids who, you know, are awake all night long and <laughs> humble you very quickly. It's okay. Um, I think I, I think I prefer the, uh, the more formal, formal dates as well. Um, and again, one of the reasons is because I hate to say it. We just go on so many, we go on so many casual dates that, you know, when you do a formal date, it's a little more of an experience, but, yeah. um, I also love going to the movies. Like I, I, Again, we talked true. about one of the reasons we do date night on Tuesdays is originally because movies were cheaper on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. And um, they still are. And they still are, but we never go anymore. We don't. I have a very hard time sitting still. Like, I, I'm trying right now. But I have a hard time sitting still. So when I have to, when Scott's like, oh, this movie's four hours, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Gone with the wind. No, I'm kidding. Oh, my. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, like, those long movies, I just, I, I get antsy. I'm like, can you just tell me how it ends? Like, right. Right. Can we speed this up? Can we cut out a couple scenes? I just get too fidgety. So when it's like a ninety-minute movie, I'm I can handle it. Yeah, yeah. Sunrise versus sunset. I'll go first. Um, I prefer sunrises. 
Um, sunsets are, again, like, especially this early in the year, like, it's yeah. like 4.15 in the sunset or something insane. Um, We're getting there. But I love waking up and, and going out and experiencing the sunrise. It's, uh, I don't know, it's great. Okay, I'm going to say when I am at other locations like the beach or the mountains or whatever, I actually do like to be up to see the sunrise. Just in our neighborhood, it's kind of like, mm, you can't really see it very well. So. There's a school up the hill that I like to go up to and That's watch true. it kind of come up over the over the. That's true. City. I think if I had a good spot to watch it from, I'd probably enjoy it more. Yeah. But I think I, I'm one more day. of a... Um, <laughs> one day. That's right. I think I like the sunset better. It's more my vibe. Fair the enough. Hour. And I like it kind of like, I don't know, just like slowly ending the day. Yeah. Versus like, oh boy, here it comes. Here comes the sun. Right. Now, we, now we got to do all the craziness. It's going to be a long time before I can, you know, hit the pillow for 45 minutes. Yeah, there you go. That's and true. And then wake up a gazillion times. With we'll miss that one day, I'm sure. We will. We I'm will. Sure. It's just a phase. Uh, all right. So take turns driving on a road trip or one person drives the whole way. One person drives. <laughs> <laughs> the whole way. Yeah, we used to take turns. I don't like to drive. Like, I I don't like to drive. It's, I don't know. Yeah. You have to look at the same area forever and sit there. That's right. So I'd right. rather be able to, like, move about the cabin. You are now free to move yeah, about the cabin. You have to do that. Move about and keep the kids entertained, so. All right, marriage hack. So we're going to end every episode with a quick marriage hack. Somebody this week said, hey, you should try that. Uh, we didn't really have a name for it. We've, I think, ended each episode with something similar to this, but... Um, do you want to, do you want to talk about it? Yes. What, what the marriage hack is this week? It's kind of your thing. So, yes. So it's actually starts before you get married. Um, one of my friends, Vanessa, I believe it was her who told me, uh, to do this. So before we got married, I bought perfume. I don't wear perfume anymore. I wear oils, you know, um, before your wedding, buy some perfume that you've never worn before. Make sure you like the smell. And wear it on your wedding day and then wear it all throughout your honeymoon. And then don't wear it as your, like, normal perfume. Wear it only, like, on special occasions or, you know, just when you want to spice things up a little bit. Because scent is such a strong, I don't know, there's such a strong connection with, like, your, your mind with Your scent. memory, yeah. yeah. Um, so there were times I would just, like, mm, just spritz a little bit, just upstairs, just to see. And Scott would be downstairs. Oh, and I he... come running. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, we did that for a few years, and then I switched to essential oils, and I ended up getting an essential oil that I took on one of our anniversary trips. And now that is the new, like, scent. And I'll walk past him, and he'll be like, hmm, what's that scent? That's right. He, he knows. That's so... Right. Just just a little way to keep things spicy and like, you know, I don't know. It works. It <laughs> works very well. It's, it's a good one. So, yeah, so a special scent for special special occasions. So, it's a, it's a great marriage hack. It's something that definitely, you know, it, it it's also like an unspoken connection and kind mm-hmm. of secret, um, you know, I, I don't know, just kind of well, something it private. It takes you back to like certain memories that are usually good memories, right? So, yeah. I think it's just... Right, nobody else knows. Like, right. if you wear that scent, like, nobody else, it doesn't connect with anybody else the way it connects with me. Exactly. So, that's why it's cool. So. Exactly. Well, very good. So, this was banter and bliss um, <laughs> with, uh, with the suitors. We try to take marriage seriously, but not too much. I'm Scott. And I'm Sarah. And we are married. Married.
So thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll catch up with you guys next time.